What's up and welcome to the HorrorCast, episode number 137. Tonight we are going to do part three of our What's in the Box series. What's in the box? This is a series where we look take a look at some made-for-TV horror. Lots of uh, made-for-TV horror, mostly in the, the 70s and 80s. That was uh, probably the 70s was the golden age for that. And uh, we've already done four, and these will be uh, movies five and six. And I'm going to let, I think these are Jessica's picks. So let's bring in Jessica first, and then uh, you'll tell us which movies that we're doing. Okay. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm glad to be here tonight. We are covering my picks, which honestly, I just randomly picked, um, mostly because I like the titles or I had heard good things about them. Uh, so we went with Crowhaven Farm from uh, 1970. And we are also doing Don't Be Afraid of the Dark from 1973. Um, and funnily enough, they have kind of the same premise or, you know, basic the basic like starting line of the plot is the same for both stories. So I thought that that was kind of funny. But that's mm-hmm. also kind of um, a setting and a plot, you know, device that I like personally so that was fun the, I the inheriting pick. a house yes, <laughs> thing, yes like a crazy you know house where things have happened <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're you're the youngest of us i believe so you were not alive during these uh, <laughs> uh you know i wasn't alive during this but um i, I can remember <laughs> these playing on tv at least when i was a kid so yeah, I was not yet alive, so. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Uh, and I forgot to mention, I'm Mark Nato. There you go. So, uh, Hi, Mark Nato. <laughs> yes, so happy to be with you. Uh, <laughs> let's bring in Vin. What's up, Vin? Hey, what's up? Uh, yeah, like Jessica, I was also not alive. Uh, for any of this. <laughs> so, yeah, 70s horror is uh, definitely a blind spot for me. Um, I think by the time I was growing up and seeing movies on TV, you know, I think we talked about this the first uh, episode of this run um, TV movies were not nearly as big of a thing uh, mm-hmm. as they were in the 70s and I mean if they were I think the quality had gone down <laughs> for mm-hmm. a lot of them um, but yeah so 70s TV horror is uh, definitely interesting going back to these well let's bring in Taminator what's up Taminator hello friends <laughs> I was alive uh, probably I mean I was too for this first one so probably wasn't watching it but um you know i just love me some 70s horror so yeah yep. this is like my favorite thing to talk about yeah it, it's uh, uh i'm glad that we picked these two and it got to revisit uh I, I had seen them both before i didn't remember a blessed thing about crow haven farm uh so i was glad to watch that again if you're looking for crow haven farm there is a a copy of it on youtube that you can watch. You can also rent it on Prime for a dollar ninety nine. So we will uh, we'll tell you if that's worth it. Dollar ninety nine. So uh, we're going to take a very very short break. When we get back, we're going to get right into Crowhaven Farm. Hey, love horror movies? Yeah, so do we. Handpicked by experts, psychos, demons, ghosts, the occult, zombies, killer kids, black magic, vampires, Shutter kills, Netflix on selection, screams on demand, Shutter.com. All right, we are back. 
So Crowhaven Farm, 1970. Uh, this one came out, I believe, in November. Yeah, November, November 24th. 24th. Which I was, I was thinking a lot of these started com- were coming out. The ones that we're doing came out in like October, November. Mm-hmm. Um, November 24th oh. sounds like it could have been Thanksgiving night or something. I, I yeah. think it was that same week. Yeah. 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 So they know that people are probably going to be home maybe and sitting around uh, watching the, the tube. So this, uh, I believe this was on, I don't know if this was on CBS or ABC. No, this, but these were both ABC movie of the week. So both probably ABC like a movie? Tuesday yeah. night or a Sunday night, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I remember those. I remember those ABC movies mm-hmm. of the week. And I mean, they all, every uh, major network had them. We, there was only three major networks, your ABC, NBC, CBS. And they all had like Saturday night at the movies or ABC or CBS movie of the week. So uh, it, it was, it was one of those things where they were, I think competing with TV was kind of getting less popular because of like the drive-ins and like all of the movies coming out of the theater. So I think they were really trying to compete with the movies and you could see that because some of the the actors that they would get for some of these movies were, you know, they were they were pretty good actors mm-hmm. and actresses. It's not like not nowadays where if you have a TV movie, it's like people that you've never heard of before. I mean, they this they they put money into these things. So so Crowhaven Farm, uh, one hour and fourteen minutes. Both these movies that we're going to talk about tonight are very very brief. They're very short, about an hour and 15, hour and 14 minutes a, a pop. Uh, so they're they're really quick watches. Uh, it's directed by Walter Grauman. Walter Grauman, he was a director and producer, uh, produced a lot of Twilight Zone stuff. And that, that makes sense because this feels a little bit like a Twilight Zone mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. episode. I think mm-hmm. both of these movies do. Definitely. Uh, just, just a little bit. Um, he also did an, another... TV movie in 1990 uh, called Nightmare on the 13th Floor that I've heard good things about, but I've never seen. Written by John McGreevy. Uh, it stars Hope Lang uh, as Maggie Carey Porter, Paul Burke as Ben Porter, Lloyd Bachner as Kevin Pierce, John Carradine as Nate Cheever, uh, Cyril, is it Cyril or Cyril DeLevante as Harold Dane? Milton Selzer as Dr. Terminer and Patricia Berry as Felicia. Uh, and who was the, who was the little girl? Lisa Eilbacher as Jennifer. As Jennifer. Are you sure? Lisa, I have Cindy. Cindy. Oh, I don't know. I have Wikipedia. Cindy or Lisa. But I have the same last name, Eilbacher. So she went on to, uh, to be in Planet of the Apes and, and Young and the Restless and stuff like that. And actually was in <laughs> Slumber Party Massacre too. Uh, <laughs> and that that ended up being her last credit in 1987. Uh, she's not dead or anything. She's still living. Anybody got a good synopsis? A young couple inherits a farm and hoping that the rural location might help to patch up their strained marriage. They move into it only to be confronted by the supernatural forces that inhabit it. Which is kind of misleading. <laughs> yeah why do, they, why do married people who are having problems always think that 
moving into a new house or something is going to better or, or having a baby will fix it. Yeah, and that'll fix yeah. it. So. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, roll a little either trailer or clip or TV spot for Crowhaven Farm. When we get back, we'll give our first impressions. of the week. Presenting the world premiere of an original motion picture produced especially for ABC. Tonight on the movie of the week. Carrie, he did break thy blood sign covenant with him who is our master. To save thy own life, he betrayed thy sisters Jennifer and Mercy to the persecutors, who did here hang Mercy Lewis by the neck and did press Jennifer with such a weight of cruel stones that her tender spirit was forced from her child's body. All right, we're back. And, uh, Go ahead, uh, Jessica, since this was uh, your pick, give us your first impressions, because I know this is the first time you've seen it. (laughs) It is indeed. Uh, My first impressions um, were that parts of the story really intrigued me. Um, I felt like how you had mentioned earlier, you know, that you thought it could be a book because then it could have been really fleshed out. I think that it probably would benefit from something like that because it does feel like a lot of ideas that are completely explained, um, you know, all shoved into the short TV movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I like like the setting a lot. I like what they were trying to do with the story. Um, I thought that the acting was decent. Um, so overall, I liked it. All right. Taminator, how about you? Um, I've seen this three or four times over the years like I don't know the first time or whatever thing about these 70s tv movies for me I can just pick one when I don't have anything else to watch and I'll put it on and they very rarely do they ever disappoint um one thing I did notice about this one is it it feels like Rosemary's Baby Part 2 or like the remake of Rosemary's Baby or like it was like loosely kind of definitely inspired by them trying to capitalize on on that Definitely. And I know that was really popular at the, you know, that time, um, devils and witches and all that. I'm always here for a witch story. And mm-hmm. even though I've seen this a couple times, that little girl, I think she's really effective and, and yeah. it's got a major creep factor and stuff. Um, I agree with Jessica, like this could need to be made like into a, a full length movie or I need a book to read or something. Because I think there's a lot of really great ideas, but they're probably limited to an hour and a half with commercials, you know. So they're mm-hmm. trying to, like, shove all this stuff, but still present it in a way uh, so that you can kind of understand what's going on. But it forces you to just 
like kind of figure stuff out on your own like how does she know all these things about the house and you know what are these visions that she said they show you a lot through like plot devices so you got to kind of pay attention but I don't know I just really like this one just because it's it's a little campy and it's witches and, <laughs> you know I just I don't know and there's some good creepy imagery in here and yeah I think they did a really good job so yeah. I liked it all right then yeah, I pretty much agree with everything that's been said so far. Uh, I do think this one feels a little bit more like a TV movie. Um, mm-hmm. Like I can feel the TV budget a little bit more in this one <laughs> yeah. uh, than in some of the other ones that we've watched. Um, you know, I do, I do like how dark and twisted the story gets. <laughs> um, <laughs> even if, yeah, the storytelling can be kind of sloppy at times. Like it introduces elements that don't go anywhere and, <laughs> that aren't really explained and it feels like, you know, great seeds of ideas that don't actually germinate. Um, but it, it was, it was a fun one to watch in November, uh, you know, getting <laughs> yeah. for Thanksgiving. Uh, we all need some Puritans and witches around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that this is the same director as Lady in a Cage, um, mm. which is a 1964 thriller that I thought was pretty good. Uh, so this director does have some chops, but I mean, like I said, I think you could feel the, the TV um, atmosphere in this one a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100% with that. Uh, it, it might be that the version, uh, like I did watch the YouTube version. I didn't I didn't pay to watch it. I just watched it on YouTube. I don't think there is a really good version to watch. I think they all look kind of, you know, grainy yeah. or transferred. I don't, I don't know if this has been restored or uh, because the second movie we'll talk about, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, that's been restored and and looks pretty good. This this one seems like it's been kind of forgotten mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. and I, I do believe that it would really benefit. Like, because I think that witches and that kind of stuff are are hot again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Totally. So I, I would absolutely be down for, and I, I've said this with a lot of things, but I think one of the best um, kinds of a form of storytelling right now is the the mini series mm-hmm. or the or the long form TV mm-hmm. uh, show. Normally, it's going to be on cable, so you can get away with um, a little bit more, you know, uh, stuff that that you couldn't on regular TV. But I would love to see this, like a like an eight episode, you know, TV mini series you know produced by showtime or epics or hbo or something and where we get into more of you know uh, again we will be spoiling these by the way because these are 40 50 years old um so we're not gonna you know beat around the bush i just want to say that but where we can get into that past life type thing because she she comes in and, and you know like right away because she asked the question do you think, you know, we we live past lives or what? So you know that she has already been experiencing like whatever it is, these flashbacks or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, I would have liked more of that. Like what I understand that she um betrayed or ratted out somebody to save her own skin, right? Mm. But it I was felt, trying to figure it out actually. It felt, yeah, it felt it's like pretty convoluted. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she still <laughs> died, right? She still yeah. died. Like, I'm not sure. Um, or maybe she, she got didn't to go die. and live. No, she didn't die right away, but like she lost everything, I believe. 
mm-hmm. she, she died alone and lonely. Like when they had the door on her and they're putting the rocks mm-hmm. on her, that's when they were torturing her. Right. Right. And, and yeah. like she, she gave up the name. So then they let her live. Right. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just felt like we could have, um, seen a little bit more of that and gotten that more fleshed up. But again, you've got an hour and 14 minutes. Imagine though, Mark, like, I don't know. Did you ever finish Chapaway? But like, imagine if the people that took yeah. on Chapaway took this on, because they were so good at doing that stuff mm-hmm. from the, the past, as well yeah. as, you know, the present. It would just be amazing. It would. It would. And I, I don't, it, it's just, an, it's a, it's a property that's already sitting out there. You know that, that, that it's a it's a good story. It just needs to to have some some cash behind it, mm-hmm. and, and so I, I, I would yeah, like it, to it see. It feels it. like a movie that either needs to be extended to be mm-hmm. more explained, or it needed to cut some things out um, mm-hmm. that didn't necessarily need to be there. Uh, yeah. Well, it's in the middle there of being a full length movie, and it, like I said, just an episode of the Twilight Zones. Yeah. Uh, and that would have what? That would have been what? Forty-five minutes. Twilight well, Zone was a half hour. Was it a half an hour? The, well, the original ones. I don't know about the like. I think they started days. doing some that were out an hour long. I think they had some hour specials. I think. Yeah, but I think but, some were like. Yeah, yeah. To condense it a little bit and 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 make it into like a forty-five minute. I don't know, but they didn't have time to do with it what what really needed to be done with it. Um, again, first impressions. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was interesting. I thought it, uh, it didn't look great, you know, yeah. and, I, and I don't know if that's <laughs> just because uh, of, of the fact that it was on YouTube and it's not a good quality. You know, I don't know if somebody, um, I don't think this is out on DVD. I could be wrong, but somebody maybe still had that on VHS or something. Um, but it it didn't uh, it didn't have commercials in it, so it had been it had been edited where there, where there were no commercials. But you know, um, yeah. and and I liked I thought the acting was pretty good. Um, it wasn't uh, you know too over the the top campy. And my favorite part again was Jennifer. Mm-hmm. I just think she was mm-hmm. creepy, and I think they could have even upped the creep factor a little bit with her. Um, it was very creepy that she's like, how old is she supposed to be? 12? At the most. Okay. There is a Crowhaven Farm DVD. Is there? Okay. From 2012. Yeah. All right. Um, guarantee it's probably the same exact print. Guess how much it costs. <laughs> uh, my guess is 60 bucks. Double that. Really? 120 bucks? <laughs> $103.99 on Amazon. Oh, really? Somebody. Mm-hmm. Somebody really would love have to love Crowhaven yeah. <laughs> to do that, but um, uh, yeah. the creepy think- parts about this twelve-year-old laying in bed with the with the man. Yeah, you know that is I, on my I, dislikes. <laughs> it was a, you know, I was like, yeah. I knew something was going it's, on with it's her. It's creepy, but it is one of those things where, like, so what was with that? You know, like it, it's yeah. it's one of those things that's introduced that's unsettling that doesn't really play into the plot. Like mm-hmm. at the end, she she has like kind of like a throwaway line about like I'm gonna make a mind. There's something like that, but I didn't understand what the hell she was talking about. Yeah, um, I think I had read. I was like trying to find the synopsis because I was so confused by so many things. Yeah. And so I read something that said that in a past life she was in love with Ben. Um. 
So I don't know if that was ever explained and I missed it or if somebody was just assuming that. I See, it wasn't clear to was... me that Ben was also reincarnated or whatever they are. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I thought that she was, she's the reincarnated spirit of whoever she dissed in the past life. And she is like, so she's like a full grown woman trapped in this little girl's body. Cause I don't know, you must be reincarnated as an adult. I have no idea, but she wanted to come back and, and hurt Maggie and take her man. That's what I thought as like revenge. See, see, I think I didn't the biggest think problem is that I don't understand who these witches are. Because right. I can't tell if they're reincarnated, if they're ghosts. Because it yeah, looks like, more like they're ghosts. Were. Or if like they're possessed by people from oh. the past. You know, Maybe like, they are ghosts. I can't I, I the totally they existed outside of the farm. Yes. You know? Oh. <laughs> totally, and they just I pretended totally to be 20th century ghosts. professionals. I don't know. You just blew my mind. Hold up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that's why you were saying like she's been trapped. Like maybe they they were not set free uh, to to be reincarnated. You know what I'm saying? So sense. they were trapped on the farm there in in yeah. the in whatever like form and once, whatever age that you know, they that were homecoming. But yeah. I think I think at the end when Maggie goes to live in New York and she runs into that policeman that they're trying to suggest oh. is like Ben's soul reincarnated or something. I was so confused. I'm like, he just died. Yeah. He just died in the dude's 40. Yeah. So I that have was... no idea how it works, but I know that. But they, is that who the... is we supposed to believe that that's Ben? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, think so. I because... guarantee you they, they were, they were at least putting that in your mind. Yeah. Part of the coven that like, she didn't actually escape and they're watching her. No, he said some catchphrase or something, didn't he? Or did something that Ben did? He, like, tied something in the same way that Ben would tie things. Ben would tie the bows, remember? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I miss it. I think the grainy, crappy visual quality. (laughs) I I wasn't looking at tying anything with that scene. They were wrapping presents, and, and she said something to Ben. Here, you tie this. I really like the way you tie bows. So mm-hmm. he ties the bow, and she then the officer at the end yeah. ties ties the bow, and she's like looking at him like, "Oh," and I was just like, "Doesn't make any sense if he just died." Yeah. And this officer, yeah. so is he maybe just possessing the officer? Yeah. I don't so know. He can, so he can see his kid. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. So again, stuff that <laughs> the needs whole to be fleshed these out. These witches, yeah, is is just so convoluted. I couldn't. It I couldn't is. Follow it. I know yeah. I was even trying to figure it I couldn't figure out like what they had against Maggie to begin with. And I thought that at first she wasn't a witch, that she was like a normie that maybe tried to mess with their coven and that's why they were punishing her. But then they were saying that she was a reincarnation of a witch, I think. And I was like, wait, so aren't you guys all witches? I'm confused. Yeah, like she sold out other witches or something. Yeah, and, I don't know. But... They would have I mean, to be it, it, reincarnated for Maggie to work. Yeah. Right. Well, I know they use the terminology reincarnated at least once. Mm-hmm. But maybe the writer didn't know what reincarnation is. <laughs> well, no, because especially with like the woman that she's driving with, all of a sudden is like wearing Puritan clothes. You're when right. When she looks back, yeah. and looks away, I'm like, you wouldn't do that if you're reincarnated. I don't understand. That's what made me think that maybe they were ghosts. You know, yeah. um, that were just making themselves look like rural professionals. Um, yep. You know, <laughs> right. I it's just you're talking about the, in the, the car the pacing. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like totally. The pacing just, in this story yeah. is unfortunately terrible. Um, that which didn't help me because the whole time I'm trying to follow the story, like he, I mean, just as an example, the pregnancy thing. Yeah, we you know, like have to do we find out. Yeah, we find out that Maggie is pregnant, and the doctor tells her to like keep it a secret for a month. And the very next scene, she's telling her husband, and I'm like, okay, is this the same day? And then a few yeah. scenes later, she's just ha- she has the she's having the baby. I'm like, yeah. holy crap! Yeah. You know, there, there's no sense of time progressing at all. Um, yeah, yeah that that's a that's a directing like that's a directing issue and a and a editing issue. Editing, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure why they they did that. It, well, it all the neighbors that showed up for the party are all the coven too, right? So did everybody get reincarnated? Yeah, but the historian wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. And he showed up yeah. in the same party, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. That's where yeah. she yeah. met him. Yeah, that's why yeah. none of this crap makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing. <laughs> There's certain things like the little girl's creepy, but she's completely unnecessary to the plot. Like the whole adoption angle, like a woman basically like drops off her little girl and then like kills herself. And now like she just adopt they just adopt her. Like it's just this weird Weird yeah, storylines. So they, they have yeah. they have this twelve year old daughter now that's like kind of acting weird and almost seducing the husband, but like she doesn't do anything. Like it's not, it, it doesn't actually like affect the plot at all. Well, so, you get uh, so Jennifer's of it. Jennifer's <laughs> Jennifer's. It wasn't her mom. It was her aunt or something, right? Her aunt. Yeah. yeah. So she killed herself. Yeah. They say that she was going to the hospital, but then I think they say later that she killed herself. Right. In, so, a lot of dialogue. She was terminally ill. But then I think she ended up just killing herself. Mm. Yeah. So. But then she wasn't actually dead, right? Because then didn't right. she actually reappear at the end? Yeah, yeah I think they just used it to get Jennifer into the house. Yeah, I just think she was a witch. She was one of the coven. Yeah. Right. Just po- and again, why do they need that little girl in the house? Like, I don't. Hey, well, they did, needed a mole. They she needed did a mole. Get, um, she did get Ben to go and kill Mr. Creepy McCreeperson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that guy was already like, I mean, that's the thing they, they try to make Ben out like he's just this like violently jealous guy. And yeah. Like, yeah. At first he comes off that way. But then you realize like the wife is hanging out with the dude that's trying to get down her pants. Right. Like she is like this dude is openly just trying to get down her pants. and He's letting her know. I'm yeah. like, I'd be pissed, too. Um, <laughs> you know, I, it's you, you didn't need the little girl actually to trigger this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like they're like the, the very beginning, we see her like go through the farmhouse, and she like knows that there's like this little secret room or something, you know. And like mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, is this gonna like play into the story? It doesn't really. Um, I guess that's just supposed to be like a nod that like she's she had a past life in this farmhouse, mm-hmm. but like that okay. was just like the 1600s. This farmhouse isn't that old. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know. It seems like she would have been there like you know 50 years ago, not a couple hundred. Um, it, I don't know. It's it's very very weird. This this is a movie that you know deals with like, like Puritans and stuff, but it's it's just funny how they don't seem to understand any of the stuff that happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite is when the Puritans come out. They they appear looking like they walked off an elementary school Thanksgiving play. Yeah. Um, big old buckles on their hats and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like, oh wow. That's very funny movie. <laughs> yeah, this, this is pretty awful. <laughs> big wide white collars and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they all just went to wardrobe that day and picked out <laughs> stuff. But um, I did like all those scenes though when they're gathering and they're showing what happened in Maggie's past life. Like that was genuinely scary. And then you her mean the, realizing, the right? 
And then, like, her realizing that it's the community all around her, you know, is actually, like, plotting against her and then showing who they actually are, like... (laughs) Those elements Mary, are Rosemary's baby, you know. Very. I mean, yeah. yeah. And then all she had was that old guy, aka Hutch from Rosemary's Baby, and then yep, he yep. gets killed by a little. Out. Yep. That because he and he leaves yeah. her the books that she finally reads, and now she knows they're all witches and everything. Mm-hmm. Waiting for her to take out a Scrabble set and. Yeah. <laughs> you know, start making anagrams. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I like yeah. that. But yeah, I, you know, the, the pressing is a nod to was it Giles Corey? I think was the one that was pressed to death at Salem. Um, it's kind of weird because they say this like happened right near Salem, but they basically just explain Salem. Uh, like a bunch of them are hanged, one person's pressed to death. I'm like, well, that's exactly what Salem was. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, they they pretend like it's two towns over or something. I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know what else I thought was really weird was the opening right because somebody else in her family actually it's like in the first the... minute <laughs> yeah somebody else inherited the farm but then they're forced into a car crash by yeah. i don't know supernatural means or something and then they're well just it's the same dead. girl it's jennifer right yeah yeah jennifer so that gave, that, gave you, that gave you the idea like when jennifer shows back up oh that's the same girl that caused it was her it was her uncle he had first rights to the Right. To the property or whatever. It was just kind of uh, funny because it was like this weird cold opening it's, almost. It's a weird like jump cut to like yeah. can I tell you and also the car's just on fire. Oh my gosh, that car blew up like, <laughs> yeah. like an episode of Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, that was, yep. And they never talk crazy. about it. You know, they're not like, Wow, that was so weird that that happened. They're just like, Yes, we got the farm. Yeah. He's yeah. like, as a matter of fact, I plan on taking possession of Crowhaven Farm tomorrow night. You know. Yeah. It, it that that made no sense. Like it <laughs> it didn't have to be there. I guess exactly. I guess they just wanted to show that they were manipulating the situation so yeah, that she yeah. would be the one to have to come there. Uh, but still, and it makes it, the girl seem more ghost-like again, and not like a reincarnation. So oh, she's know. definitely a ghost. She is definitely. But then a all ghost. the rest have to be ghosts too. That's yes, the... they're all ghosts. Yes, they're haunting the farm. So yes. they're ghosts, but Maggie's a reincarnation. Exactly. That's okay. that's what I feel. That's what I feel. No, they're all reincarnated. How? <laughs> <laughs> what about the cop I'm not at the end? Fight against anybody because I have no idea. What about who at the end? The cop. I think he's trying to be everything at once. The cop. I think Carl uh, was the cop was possessed by this guy or something i don't i don't know <laughs> if they were ghosts they wouldn't they wouldn't be different ages you know what i mean mm-hmm. like wasn't did jennifer die at 12 yes she was a witch who died at 12 yes <laughs> yes all those all those ladies they all died because she ratted them out as being witches oh i see you know yeah. what? There's arguments for both, really. There are. Yeah. So were yeah. they not the ones that killed her originally in a past life? Who? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're saying Maggie was the cause of all those ghosts, the people that are now. Well, Margaret, time, she was right? calling herself Margaret back then. And then she got boarded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stoned and made a decision. And they, she got saved and all the other women got killed so they came back for revenge and took her man 
But yeah. so Maggie Hooker was. <laughs> I know Hooker how man with a twelve-year-old girl. <laughs> Makes no sense. Yeah. yeah, I I was hoping you guys would make me less confused. But the thing what is, like, this movie is... has like great ideas and it has cool scenes. Yeah. It just it just doesn't come together very well, you know. Yeah. It's like a stew with really cool ingredients that just don't work together. Yeah. We're um, making it sound worse than it. We haven't talked about our life. No, we are. Really. It's not. A, it's not a. It's not an unpleasurable movie <laughs> yeah. to watch. Um, yeah. I mean, I know, think it's, it's got some atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, got it's got some got cool ideas. Yeah, cool ideas. It just it it just the way it is, man, is made for TV. An hour and fourteen. They did not have enough time to flesh this out the way it needed to be fleshed. This is too complicated of a story mm-hmm. to tell in an hour yeah. and 14 minutes. Yeah. Honestly, that, that's just all. It's what it comes down to. I think, um, you know, if they were trying to, you know, ride on the coattails of Rosemary's baby and Rosemary's baby is, isn't that a, a good two hours long? Oh, I mean, that's a, yeah. That's a movie that gets deep. You know, into yeah. these characters and all this stuff, and it, it just we don't have any, you know, we don't have any, uh, any of that here, and it's just because it's not possible. Yeah. So, but I will uh, say one of the things that I mean, I was you know frustrated at times with this movie, but I really respected the dark ending and mm-hmm. the choices yes. they made with our main protagonist because. Yes. I think she makes choices where we actually grow to dislike her in a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like they, they, I think it's very kind of, I don't want to say controversial, but um, I think it's a brave move for a 1970 TV horror film to have our protagonist really make those sorts of choices. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that just basically, you know, condemn a man to death. Uh, it was largely innocent. Um you know, he did just kill somebody, but really, I mean, he it, it was, uh, it, she, she made a, she made a conscious choice there. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting. I, I really respected it at the end, even though I was confused and not really sure what the hell was happening half the time. Uh, I was, I gave it marks for that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. almost like if, if it does follow in Rosemary's baby's footsteps, it's almost like this, if Rosemary took one step forward of independence had made, you know, in the end of Rosemary's Baby, she almost kind of like acquiesces. That's one way to look at it. Or maybe she's just being a mother, you know, or she's just acquiescing to everything and just going to go along with it. Here, Maggie chooses what's going to happen for the. She takes the situation and chooses what's going to happen for the rest of her life. Yeah, I was kind of uh, uh, didn't really. If I'm going to compare this to our next movie, uh, as far as like the the music, this one really sounded made for tv <laughs> yeah. like like i think that they really just got stock foot or stock uh music and and put it in there I, I didn't feel like it was real um it wasn't a real um uh thing or a positive thing for the movie which i think it is a positive in the next movie but yeah um yeah but this this film is actually it's considered one of the better made-for-TV horror movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's got a, like yeah, a, it's a six, six and a half out of ten on IMDb. And as you, if you go through a lot of the um, reviews by users, 
I mean, lots of eights, nines, tens, like as well, you a see kid, this movie scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly people who watched this when they were a kid. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it scared the crap out of them. Yeah. And, you know, uh, like things like this stayed with me for yep. years and that, that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah, they yeah. probably watched it around Thanksgiving with their family. Yeah. Um, so, I, but I think we got to look at, you know, the time that it was made, 1970. And like like Vin said, there were some, some good choices made that didn't wrap everything up in a nice little bow. Uh, and that, that takes some guts. And I think that that's, is the same thing with our second movie. Which mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed as well. So, <clears throat> yeah, you know, um, I I did not find this. I did not find this like creepy or scary at all. Did did either of you? Not like raw scary. Any not like you? not like you know like boo scary. But there was some unsettling kind mm-hmm. of like creepy things that were happening, like with Jennifer being in the house and some real um, inappropriate relationship, like, and her having the, the visions of a woman getting stoned and, or whatever you would call that when someone puts stones on a board and smashes you, um, mm-hmm. you know, just the idea of the, I think it would be, imagine being Rosemary or May, Maggie, right? And then like, you are alone and your whole community is involved in this thing. You know, there's nowhere... Yeah. For you to, I think that's terrifying. To be yeah, honest that with idea you. is like very, very terrifying to me. Like you know, I've not not near to this degree, but I've kind of been with someone that wasn't a very good person, and yet no one believed me. And so I kind of know a little bit what that feels like, where like you just feel so isolated and alone. And I mean, imagine being like, well, I was pregnant actually, but you know, <laughs> like you're at your like most vulnerable time in your life and it just seems like you know there's nowhere for you to go nowhere to turn and I think even like Maggie was even more like I don't I think she just thought she was having these visions but I don't think right away she was even like realized there was like a bigger picture going on here and then it all kind of like hits her maybe in like the third act like oh man you know like Mm. I, I one of my dislikes was like Jennifer gave her about a hundred red flags and she's just like, do do do, you know, like <laughs> let her keep living there. And it wasn't finally until where she like begged her husband, please don't go to your art show. Don't leave me with these people. It's like the first time you get a sense that she realizes like, Hey, something might be going on here, you know, and yeah. I'm in danger and my child's in danger or whatever. So You're mm-hmm. right. It took her too long <laughs> to get to that point. I mean, I would, 12 years old or not, Jennifer would have got kicked out of my house a long time before that. She was almost like afraid of her, you know, and I don't think she quite knew why, but she just like, they just kind of avoided each other, you know? Yeah. Under Mm -hmm. the same roof. And it was just strange. Yeah. All right. Any other, any other likes or, or dislikes? It doesn't matter. Anything else? Hmm. Um, I, I think I all my notes, but yeah. I will say just in response to what you said before, uh, your, your question, I mean, I didn't find it necessarily creeper and settling, but uh, I was genuinely surprised and it earned my respect kind of going back a little bit. What I said before 
by some of the choices it was making. Um, bold choices, you know, that uh, 1970, again, TV movie, I was really impressed with. Um, so, you know, not unsettled, but it kept me engaged in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, her choice at the end, like, she chooses to keep her baby and go off on her own. I think for 1970, that is really brave. Mm-hmm. She willingly goes forth without a husband, you know? Yeah. yeah, sacrifices him. Sacrifices him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, right there, that's a pretty bold choice. And then she like, uproots I mean, herself. Yeah, he's a everything. jealous guy, but he wasn't like a terrible husband. Um, he was know. a little dismissive of her. I mean, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, but like, she doesn't end up being all that great either. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying. Right. He, was, she, he wasn't like Guy Woodhouse, you know? He wasn't like manipulating no. everything and using no. her or anything like that, you right. know? Um, he, he is in the end a victim in this whole thing. Uh. <laughs> Another kind of dislike I had is, did you guys get the feeling, like, I noticed right away, like, maybe you're barren because you're, like, 50 years old. Like, he was, like, gray-haired and she looked like she was my age. <laughs> <laughs> and you're wondering why you're having a little bit of a hard time, you know, conceiving a child. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, they, they they tended to look older back then. Yeah. Sure. All that all that smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the doctor probably was smoking a cigarette while he was delivering her baby. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> she's smoking one while she's getting her ultrasound. Oh, they probably didn't mm-hmm. have yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and rate it. Um, go ahead, Jessica. You're you're first. All right. Set the tone. <laughs> My TV movie rating, to be specific, is a six out of ten. Nice. I will come in next with a six point five out of ten. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth watching. Uh, a lot of good ideas. Just just couldn't be fleshed out in in the very short time that they had. Um, so six point five. Uh, Vin, um, six point five as well for the exact same reasons. Um, I think again worth checking out. Some cool ideas in here. Uh, it's just you know a sloppy mess sometimes, but mm-hmm. one that's still worth seeing. Yep. And Terminator. Um, well, like I admitted to, I have watched and rewatched this a couple times. Now I feel like I want to watch it again and decide if it's ghosts or reincarnation. But <laughs> my um, my made-for-TV movie rating for this one is a 7.5. Let me save you time. They're ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I don't think the movie knows. No. So I don't think you can decide. Yeah. That's the brilliance of Crowhaven well, I'm going to write down all the little, you know, like the bow tie. I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out and then I'll report back. Okay, great. We will, we will, we will be right back where Terminator will <laughs> reveal the mystery of Crowhaven Farm. So, all right. We'll be right back uh, where we're going to talk about 1973's Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Let's hide in the attic. No, in the basement. Why can't we just get in the running car? You're crazy. Let's hide behind the chainsaws. Smart. Yeah, okay. If you're in a horror movie, you make poor decisions. That's what you do. I'm being quiet. Breathing on me. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. It's what you do. All right, we're back. And this is... 
I'm really excited about this one. And I, and I'm a little scared because I don't think Terminator liked this movie. <laughs> and I think that we're going to fight. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> this is 1973's uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Uh, this one came out October 10th, 1973. I was but I was but a wee boy. Uh, so you see May, June, July, August. I was like six months old. Um, when this came out, I remember watching it with my mom when it came out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was six months old. Get it? Uh, I don't remember watching it. Um, this one is also one hour and 14 minutes on the dot. Uh, again, like uh, Terminator said, it's an ABC movie of the week. Directed by John Newland. Um, John Newland. Let's see. what What was his big thing here? Uh, somehow he, he worked on, on the New York stage in tandem with Milton Berle. Uh, yeah, lots of, lots of, uh, TV movie and series directing credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that he was just a, a made for TV director, uh, written by Nigel McKean. And again, I think this is hundred percent written for, uh, the TV. It's not, there's no original source material or anything like this guy actually, um, produced anybody remember the series family. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. well. Yeah, I know, I know Vin and, and Jessica wouldn't, but I watched family when I was real little and I had a, such a big crush on Christy McNichol. McNichol. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it stars Kim Darby. Uh, where where do I know her from? She is the mom from Better Off Dead. Okay, she was also in the Star Trek episode, Mary. Just just saying, she's in a, she was in a lot of things. <laughs> now I know where she's from. <laughs> she's in Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers. No, guys, come on. She's also in True Grit. Yes, she's the girl in True Grit, Maddie. Oh, you were trying to get that out of us. I see. <laughs> no, I just looked at, looked at it. And I, uh-huh. I knew I remembered the uh, uh, the name Kim Darby, and I'm like, where where did this come? She was excellent in True Grit, like really good. I think she got nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I think I read that too. Yeah, that that's that was a really good movie. Um, but that's a western, and we're not talking about westerns. So Kim Darby uh, is in there as Sally Farnham, Jim Hutton who seems to be a pretty well-known um, TV actor, uh, did did some stuff. Uh, they said he was the heir apparent to James Stewart and Jack Lemmon. Okay. Didn't know that. Uh. <laughs> but um, he was in Where the Boys Are and the Green Berets. And uh, so he, he was actually in a, a fair number of movies at the theater. And then came 1968, and everything after that was basically TV. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure what, if he got blacklisted or something from, from actual <laughs> theater movies. From making this movie, maybe? Yes. Uh, Barbara Anderson as Joan Kahn. William uh, Demarest as Mr. Yes. Harris. And I, you know him from uh, the guy from Three's Company. Or three's company. No, my three my sons. three sons. Yep. <laughs> hey, it had the word three in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my three sons. He was like the, uh, the uncle. 
the uncle or the the housekeeper. I don't know what he was. It was oh, kind of I a think. weird show. Yeah. Um, Leslie Woods is Ethel and a couple other people. Um, and uh, uh, let me see here. Felix Sel- Sella. Tamara Detrucks or De- Detroit. I don't know how to say that. And Patty Maloney as the creatures. I wanted to give them some props. Okay. <laughs> nice. uh, yeah. Three creatures in, in the film. All right. So I'm going to roll uh, this trailer or TV spot or whatever. And we'll get, I'll give the synopsis when we get back and we'll give our first impressions. What is the horrifying secret locked in the walls of an old house? About the fireplace. I want to open it up, and he wants me to leave it alone. Young and beautiful Kim Darby is warned. You shouldn't have opened it up. You'd be better off leaving it alone. But it's too late, as out of the cold black hole comes hellish deadly creatures whose only desire is to have Kim Darby. Who are you? What's the one? Who will win in this deadly chase in Don't Be Afraid of the Dark? Today on Channel 7's 330 Movie. All right. Uh, this is about a young couple who inherits an old mansion. <laughs> I think it's the grandmother. Uh, I think died. so. And it's inhabited by small demon-like creatures who are determined to make the wife one of their own. There you go. First impressions. Um, I'm going to go first. Okay. Th- this is one of the more celebrated made-for-TV movies. Um it actually has a, a remake uh, that doesn't really follow the exact um, storyline. You know, it kind of um, expands on it, makes it into a full-length uh, thing that I think it was produced by uh, Del Toro back in. I'm not. I'm not sure what. It was 2010. Yeah, and that was Katie Holmes was in it. And yeah, this is better than the remake. <laughs> this is better than a remake. Oh, yes, <laughs> I know. I saw the remake, but I don't. I don't remember a whole lot about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. but my first impression is this: if I was a kid in 1973, <laughs> this would have scared the poop out of me. Yeah, agreed. Okay, agreed. It, it's a little dated now, uh, but it is. It was such a uh, a, a good experience to look back and watch this movie to see, you know, how they did things practically, mm-hmm. you know, the, with the force perspective and, 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 uh, how do they, how they did things that were, um, gigantic, you know, to make these little creatures look small, <laughs> you know, it I, looked great. <laughs> yes. It, I really, yeah. I really enjoyed it. And I, I thought the score to this movie was really good. It was really effective, um, really scary. I loved all the the whispering. Um, yeah. it, that was just creepy to me. And some of the stuff that they would say was very creepy. Uh, I really feel like if it was 1973 and I was a kid, th- this would have scarred me. <laughs> I probably would not have slept in my room. Like until I was like 15. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Vin. So, yeah, this was my first time seeing it. Um, you know, I, I had heard about it uh, and how much, of course, it scared kids who saw it back in 73. And uh, like you said, I can definitely see how it would stick with kids at that time. Um, you know, I wonder how many of them uh, for them. It was a first experience of seeing 
like a downer ending, you mm-hmm. know, where an adult does not succeed uh, in the end, you know, and is taken. Uh, I wonder if, if that was maybe part of the impact of it. Um, and I certainly enjoyed seeing the little creatures run around. But I, I got to admit, I as a 40 year old seeing it for the first time, I, I did get a little bit bored. Um, you know, this is the one that I feel like uh, would have made a good Twilight Zone episode. Um, mm-hmm. Could have been cut down, you know. Uh, I watched this actually with my son, who's nine, and I thought that he would be a good judge, you know, for <laughs> for how effective the movie is still. Um, he's like the right age, really, for it, I think. Uh, so we watched it at night, and I have to say, I actually fell asleep about, like, halfway through it. Um, he watched the whole way. Uh, he... You know, I woke up as the film was ending and uh, I asked him, like, oh, what would you think? You know, he said he liked it. And, uh, you know, he was in, able to immediately go upstairs and go to bed without an issue. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think he found it too scary at all. Uh, but and of course, I ended up finishing the movie and everything. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think part of it, I found the human characters to be pretty dull. Uh, so whenever the little creatures were on screen, I was having fun with it. Um, <laughs> but I got really tired of the humans, especially Kim Darby's character. Uh, so that, I, I needed a little bit more to engage me in that hour and 15 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, I, I wasn't quite as taken aback, but I definitely see why it would have been effective in its day. All right. Daminator. Oh, I interested everything I was going to say, but um, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, this is the first time that I've seen this and I think I kind of put it off because I didn't like the remake so much. You know, I just, or I should say I disliked the remake so much. Um, I think this would be like a perfect twilight zone episode. And I agree. Like I didn't like any of the people in it, unfortunately, which you really need to, you know, you really gotta like, really like Kim Darby's, you know, character to even care, but yeah, I just, just didn't. But, the little walnut-headed creatures, you know, they, <laughs> I did get a lot of joy and really did like that part. And, you know, they're... Walnut-headed. <laughs> tell yeah, me, not or, fight me, because that's exactly <laughs> what they are. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know, it just, I think I, can you imagine, like, turning this on back in the day? It, like, if you were an adult, you'd be like, what on earth am I watching, mm-hmm. you know? Um but it is what kind of does work is like there is no explanation whatsoever. Like nothing gets answered. Like why do they want out just to be put right back in? I don't know. Maybe like if they had made this into a full movie where we got the you know what is going on in this house? Who are these little creatures? What do they want? You know, and I just found that the main girl was just kind of snivelly and irritating, and you know she's pretty much the whole movie. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I can I can see that, you know, she was a little bit uh, annoying. Um, all right, Jessica. Yeah. Um, again, a first time watch for me. Uh, for context, my mom was four when this came out, so maybe I can ask my mom. <laughs> oh my god, I'm as old as your mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I I liked aspects of it a lot. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a little monster kid. So that part of it was really appealing to me. I love creature features. And I felt like I hadn't really seen a design quite like this before. Um, so I really liked all that, 
all of uh, the scenes where the the creatures show up. But like you guys, the human characters are very dull, as Vin said. Um, so yeah, that part of it definitely could have been improved upon, I think. And the acting was also pretty bad, although I think I kind of liked the bad acting. Like that was the only thing that... <laughs> made the humans more watchable was <laughs> they're overacting um but yeah like surface level they were very boring and I did have a little bit of empathy at least for um Kim Darby's character Sally but yeah they were they were pretty boring but I really like the setting I love a good old funky old mansion um with some weird creepy stuff going on behind the scenes but you can't really help but wonder like can't you just step on them or something <laughs> you know so I didn't really find them um terrifying but I did find them intriguing <laughs> yeah I think in the um the remake there's a lot more of them mm. so they're a little bit more menacing and here I there's also, only three I also understand why in the remake they would put a little girl yeah I think that's what you know, makes a it, difference it's a little yeah girl. it felt like this movie needed a kid mm-hmm. yeah you know, contending with these little things. However, it was, I did put in my likes that it is cool that Kim Darby accepts them from like, she doesn't question it at all. She is on board the minute, like she finds out that there's little creatures in her house, which is a little weird, but you know, she just like, even though she knows no one's going to believe her, she starts trying to deal with them on her own, you know, right. kind of like, so I thought, I don't know. I kind of like that part, you know, it's like, yeah. she, Right away, oh my god, there's little creatures living in my house. And I better get rid of them before my husband's big party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the important things in life. Yes. I have to be a good little <laughs> wife. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hated the the husband. I, yes. Like oh, I, yeah, I, he I just yells at yes. everybody. Yeah, yes. like Kim Darby <laughs> didn't. She was a little annoying. But as far as like the husband goes, like he's screaming at her. He's yes. a total a hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about you know you can tell that your wife is having some sort of breakdown or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if I was her, I would have been like, "Here, honey, carry this down the stairs for me," you know, and then hope yeah. that they would have tripped him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did like I th- that he like eventually came around though when her friend. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, obviously something. I liked the friend. On. The friend was cool. Yeah. She you was... know, whether whether it was real or not, she was there for her friend, so that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think that it's it's effective, you know, it, yes. especially especially for 1973. It was very effective. It was very atmospheric. Mm-hmm. The house scene. You know, this thing was was completed in two weeks. Yeah, I did read that. You know, and that's a pretty daggone good, uh, you know, when you, when you're dealing with creatures and, and this, all this force perspective and all of that to get this done in two weeks, it was pretty good, I think. And yeah, uh, the scaling was inconsistent sometimes, but for the most part, they look pretty good. Yeah. I mean, come on. As good 1973 as made for TV can look, you know, yeah. are, are um, we, are we, are we supposed to be expecting like the thing, you know, I mean, this is, you know, uh, they probably had like $50 and a stick of gum to make this movie. (laughs) You know, I can't imagine what, that they had, uh, that much money to make this room of this uh, movie. And I think that they did a, uh, bang up job. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to imagine that the gate was inspired by this quite a bit. 
Yeah. Mm. Oh, I didn't think of that, but yeah. 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 Yeah, And you know, I noticed (laughs) when the scaling was kind of off too, you know, where there's some scenes I'm like, wait a minute, how big or small are they? They're like (laughs) on the garbage can, they're like two and a half feet tall or something like that. I'm like, wait, I thought they were tiny. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But to be honest, I like had fun with that. I would just chuckle out loud. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I like, I like the fact that, you know, that they, I think all they wanted was her that they were going to get her. And I guess what, when, when you, when they get you and they bring you down, you become one of them. Right. Is that what I guess so. I was trying to figure it out. It's her voice at the end. Oh yeah. Yeah. Somebody else will come, you know, she's one of them now. Yeah. I was kind of confused as to like what their goal was. And then when I kind of figured it out, I still didn't understand why that was their goal. Um, yeah. and I think that they already knew who she was before she was coming. So I thought it was going to be more specific to her. I didn't understand mm-hmm. why they wanted her, her specifically. Um, and at first I thought it was going to be ghosts when you just hear the whispering at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really pleasantly surprised. And don't by they the say that they're going to kill her too? In the whispering? We want to kill her. I think, yeah. 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 I don't know but if then they, they end up kill, dragging they her said in hurt. the hole. I think they said hurt her. Oh, yeah. I they said like tomorrow we'll kill her or something. I thought there were things like yeah, that. Yeah, I think, yeah. Right. Maybe <laughs> maybe they kill her and, and she gets turned into this. I don't know. They yeah. don't go into that. Like what happens down in the. Uh, yeah, so what's the end game there? They're just going to keep adding walnuts till that whole fireplace <laughs> is full? That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know either. Well, it's like, I mean, if, if they're going to, if they're going to drag her drugged down into the chimney i don't also see why they would plan to attack her with a straight razor in the shower you know <sighs> yeah it's just, it, i don't know um but it's it's another it, one that just, it, it doesn't seem consistent but because they were they were trying to scare her they were having fun they were well, just turn like, on the lights and that's why or they get, she got light on them and they ran mm-hmm. yeah because they don't right. like light yeah that's why it's called don't be afraid of the dark but I think that's why they dropped the straight razor, not because they were just trying to scare her. Yeah. But I'm saying, I think that they probably wouldn't have killed her. They probably would have, you know, done something to her, like, I don't know. Sliced her Achilles. Yeah. Hey. Giving her, give her an old Judd. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what I call that. That's a Judd. Um, what else? What else? I know, but Anybody? I mean, right, that's what's kind of good about them. They were just uh, like a little bit more sinister than a Twilight Zone. You know, like that's kind of where it went to the next level. Like, you know, it's like killing, they're killing people and pulling a razor on her and plotting yeah. her demise and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, they were evil, but. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like that. I'm the kind of person I don't need a whole lot of background. I, I like the fact that it's unknown and not explained as to what they are. I mean, are, are they demons? Are they goblins? Or you know, I don't know, and I don't need to know. And and what happens down in the in the chimney? I don't need to know that either. Uh, it's better that I use my um, imagination, but. Uh, yeah, I, did nobody else? I'm, I'm find okay this? with not knowing things. I'm not okay with inconsistency. That's where I <laughs> the inconsistency yeah. in what? 
Uh, what I'm saying, well, like, they you know, generally, generally, or... I'm okay with un- not knowing, as long as uh, the filmmaker seems to know. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily get the impression in this movie the filmmaker actually really knew, uh, but that that's just kind of where I, I draw a distinction there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like if you were the grandma or whoever had the house, why would you leave that to your granddaughter or your niece <laughs> wonder, with the thinking, yeah, "Oh, well, I I boarded it up, so everything's fine." You know, yeah. they'll never Especially they'll never want to use this fireplace. Didn't they kill her fine. husband, right? That's what uh, what's his name said. Yeah. 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 But then like the old painter guy, like Yeah. Right, he's the one that I think that sealed up the fireplace. Yeah, right, because she chimney. said to or But whatever. then they're talking to him like you shouldn't be talking about us or telling her about us. Where I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, he like sealed he you guys up already. Now you're yeah. worried about him talking? I I don't you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> I I'm not trying to overthink this thing. I'm just saying like, you know, it it, it doesn't all mesh together very well. Um Right. Like it totally, it didn't totally ruin the movie or anything. Like I was still able to just enjoy the ride, but I see what you're saying. It's still, you still have to take off, you know, marks for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like this, you know, this movie isn't as much of a idea mess as the, the first one was that we just (laughs) talked about. Right. Um, You know, it's definitely more streamlined for the most part. Uh, I, I was trying to figure out, like, it seemed like the movie was trying to say something about the women's movement. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's weird, though. Like, like, uh, what's, is it Joan? Is that her? Is that Sally's friend's name? Mm-hmm. I think that I think... she mentions, like, women's liberation. Yeah. And then immediately after, they joke about, like, going to spend all their husband's money. Yes. <laughs> shopping, <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> yeah, I and Sally's, like, weird. this very traditional housewife and that same situation that we kind of alluded to before of like her not being believed, um, mm-hmm. you know, when she's going through something, uh, you know, so it, I don't know. I wasn't quite sure. It is it, they're, they're bringing up the women's movement, um, but they seem to kind of be, you know, almost supporting it and not at the same time. I couldn't quite tell where we were supposed to, our, our opinion of Sally was supposed to fall with that whole thing. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I say this movie, if you saw it as a kid, it, it really could scar you for life. Yeah, I agree. Like I feel like um, looking through some of the uh, uh, reviews, like this, this is some of the stuff that you hear. Like the, the director of this film should be given an award for the most hell evoking stomach shredding horror film ever made. <laughs> You know, because these are kids that are like six or seven watching this movie. And well, I'd read and, somewhere that they played this on rerun a lot. Mm-hmm. At like like in the afternoon. Yeah, like um, an after school so special a, type thing. Yeah, like a lot of kids came home from school and watched this movie like yeah. repeatedly. Um, Which would have sure been, it, I'm sure it would have been, been easier to watch. It would have been easier to watch in the middle of the afternoon. You know. Yeah. But, but like I said, yeah, but, I, I wonder how much of it is the scariness of the creatures and I'm, you know, and how much of it is the fact that, you know, Kim Darby gets dragged away at the end and loses. Um, I, cause I remember a movie that really affected me when I was a kid was, um, invaders from Mars, the mm-hmm. Toby Hooper remake. Yep. Um, and part of it was, I mean, body snatcher things have always kind of creeped me out. Uh, but the fact that at the end of that, 
it's not a happy ending. Like it all repeats again. And, you know, it ends on a complete downer, uh, especially for a kid. And I remember that really affected me. I think it was the first movie that I saw that ended like that. And it made an impression on me. And I'm wondering if this is a similar situation for kids, you know, 10 years or so earlier, um, you know, seeing an adult who is helpless and cannot effectively defend against herself, does not win out in the end, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and is taken over. And I, I just wonder how many how many of them saw that happen to adults um, on television. Yeah, I, I think it's a. I think it's a mixture of all that. I mean, this movie is effectively creepy, atmospheric, dark, uh, all those whispers and stuff. What what kid isn't scared of like something living in their house or, or, you know, little creatures or ghosts or something. Um, I think it was just altogether very effective. Now us as adults sitting here, picking things apart, talking about like characters were annoying and didn't get fleshed out and certain things didn't make sense. Like none of that, like is something that any, any young person is going to pick up on when they're oh, watching. Sure. My, my so, son wasn't so I, asking any questions about that. My son yeah. wasn't worried about anything like that. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I think like, this is almost like, this was like a, a perfect, like starter horror film for kids back in the day, like one that might be a little bit too much. (laughs) Um, Well, I think it's really important as someone who was a kid at that time, although my parents really did try to control what I watched, but um, you got to remember kids were not as indoctrinated into horror back then. Like your horror, this was horror unless mm -hmm. you went to the movie to see, you know, which this is even like pre slashers and all that. This was the kind of horror that you got. Like, I remember being a kid and thinking that Twilight Zone was really scary. Um, I had a heart, like, that's something that would played on Channel 9. Like, we had mm-hmm. 257, which is a, you know, th- which was our WGN. Like, that was the stuff you'd watch at night when you were sneaking so you didn't have to watch the news or whatever. I, I remember Twilight Zone would come on and, like, I just couldn't watch it by myself. This, that at the time, this was the horror that you would see if you did even get to see any horror. There wasn't Mm -hmm. slashers and gore and any of that kind of stuff, you know? So it's just the kids' 70s eyes are just totally different. Um, I mean, kids can see a movie trailer that's 100 times scarier, you know, nowadays at at the beginning of one of their YouTube videos or something. I don't know. I just think that they're more exposed with the internet and all that other kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, But back then, I mean... This would be terrifying because just for the simple fact that you weren't exposed to anything else or anything much scarier than this. If you look at a lot of like Twilight Zone episodes and it's little creatures, you know, there's a lot of that. Just that. I I mean, that's what you got to love about the 70s. This is a time when a movie like this could be made. You couldn't make something like this now or it would be much more like the remake, you know, where they made it about a kid and that kind of stuff. I mean, you aren't going to just have a movie about where like little creatures are living in the house and this is, you know, real time. This is like actually plausible and could actually happen. And how would you Mm -hmm. deal with it and all that kind of stuff? So it was just a totally different time that I think people have a hard time understanding now that just our exposure was not near what mm-hmm. it is now. So, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. The internet 
has made everything, <laughs> you know, it made everything over oversaturated. Yeah. But the only thing that I would say is I've seen so many people talk about this film who didn't see it in the 70s as an effectively creepy film still. Yeah, you know, me. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> me. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like yeah. I, I again, I I didn't feel that way. Um, but it's, you know, I think everything that you said is absolutely correct, Tammy. But I think that there is still um obviously a large segment of people who are watching who are still finding it just as effective <laughs> well i also think uh, you know. that you're 100 right when you say a kid's greatest fear is that adults don't automatically triumph or that your parents aren't invincible so mm. when you see an adult get overtaken by monster it's a hard thing to hard pill to swallow no matter what yeah. age you are and when you're growing up or you know i think yeah. it, what uh, who was it that said this would be better with a kid well, I said I understand why the remake put it in there. But uh, here's I think it would be better with a kid in the movie, but still seeing the mom get taken away. Mm-hmm. It, like the creatures aren't after the kid. Well, again, it reminds me of I mentioned The Gate, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. I remember seeing that movie as a kid. And like the little creatures, you know, like they, you know, they take the. Uh, well, it's not always little creatures, but you see a kid. I don't want to give spoilers away, but we, you know, it's it's a child protagonist, and little creatures are running around, and we see his loved ones, one of them which is older, get taken away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like th- that stuff is really effective to a kid. Definitely, mm-hmm. I remember being. I remember that being really effective when I was a kid watching The Gate. Yeah, I saw The Gate at the movies, um, and I know I was in my late teens, and I still thought it was scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of my all-time favorite movies, but yeah. having gotten to experience it at the time, I it was, I don't know, I thought it was scary. Well, I mean, one of my likes is the lighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's a strong use, especially of like green and red. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we kind of associate the color green with the creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's kind of a cheap, you know, shorthand way of letting us know that they're around, but having, having to show them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was good. It looked really good. Um, yeah, Christmas so colors sometimes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like but, that uh, too. Yeah. Do you think that they? Do you think that they showed too much of the creatures? No, no they waited so. too. They didn't do it right away. Right. Yeah, they, they, it took a while for us to see them like full fledged. Like I like the fact that like remember she she saw one of them looking at her through the, in, in the plant. Mm-hmm. That was a cool yeah. little scene. Yeah. Or uh, just pulling on her though, napkin under the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the hardest thing is that I, and I, I don't, I don't, I, I suspect that Kim Darby is not to blame for this, mm-hmm. but I think there were many times where her character is looking and it was not clear at all to Kim Darby, what she was supposed to be seeing or that she was even supposed to be seeing something. Yeah, because uh, there's times where like they you'll see her looking and then they intercut the creatures, mm-hmm. and it just goes back to her and she has no reaction whatsoever. Um, like I remember like when she's like walking with the flashlight, yeah. you know, all of a sudden like the the flashlight is on the creatures and they go scurry and she just has the same exact expression when it comes out. So I'm guessing that she was walking around with a flashlight and not even told that she was going to be seeing creatures, you know, that they they could have even decided this after the fact. Um, So I don't think it's all Kim Darby's fault. I think that she was, uh, 
walking around, not entirely sure what she was supposed to be seeing, or again, if she was supposed to be seeing anything. Um, but I, I just noticed that a few times where I'm like, I don't think you can blame her for this, um, this underacting sometimes, and sometimes it's overacting, but, uh, yeah, I think that she could have given a little more direction to make those scenes more effective when we actually see the creatures to see her react. Um, yeah. cause she either seems yeah. to be underreacting or overreacting every time. She seemed very sedate. I mean, I remember thinking that like, is she on Valium or something like for the whole movie? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, I think her... sometimes she's being told, you know, you see something scary scream. Other times she's not being told she's seeing something at all, but they still intercut creatures. <laughs> I remember there was so. one scene in the kitchen where like her husband was kind of going off on her because he thought she was going to embarrass her. And she just looks like she'd been drinking or something. Like she was just mm. totally flat faced, you know, like she didn't yeah. react. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And this is like a weird, you know, it, it, I couldn't help but think, but like her haircut, it almost kind of yeah. like covered up too much of her facial features. Like it, you could see her face, but like the way that it like kind of goes on her cheeks and stuff like that, I felt like I couldn't see her, her, her expressions a lot of the time too. Well, that's, yeah. Um, I don't know. It, maybe that's just me, but uh, I don't think that that helped at all. Mm-hmm. Seventies yeah. hair. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like her her hair at all. No. But um, let's see. What what do you think about the uh, sets? I love I mean, that house so the much. House is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. That's probably did my you notice? Did you notice that like a couple of those um scenes? It looked like they had just thrown a uh like a, a wall up. In a table, because that's you know in in the studio to because it didn't look like it was in the same house. Maybe they only had the house for so long, so any reshots they had to do, they had to just create them. Yeah, in the I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing a lot of the individual rooms were just sets. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think they shot on location. Well, in two weeks, right? So, like, yeah. any reshooting they had to do probably was done post production in the studio or something. I don't know. Yeah, a couple of those. Reminded me of like a, a high school play or something. <laughs> I was like, I threw this bad boy up uh, pretty quick. But um, I actually I was, didn't really notice that. Yeah, I noticed it a couple times. But, uh, did you know that the the role of Alex was originally to be played by George Hamilton? And uh, oh, that no, that wouldn't have been good. <laughs> yeah. Anybody know why there was a hissing cat? In the beginning of the film, oh, I don't, I don't even, even remember the. Oh, at the very beginning, <laughs> that's the well, opening the, credit. Is just a cat hissing at the screen. And I'm oh, like, oh yeah, you're right. I thought I figured there's gonna be a cat somewhere in this movie, and there's not at all. There's <laughs> nothing to do with be- because <laughs> the cat doesn't like the little the little creatures. That's why. But can it just hear? I mean, they weren't out at that point yet. So does it just hear them in the fireplace? It just like uh, sense them. They didn't even own a cat, like. No, oh, I don't think there's a cat a at all cat. in the entire movie. <laughs> it's just the opening credit is a cat hissing for some reason. <laughs> it's setting the mood, okay? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I was I was looking because I was interested to see th- where this place was that they filmed, and it's it looks like everything was filmed. It doesn't say. Um, the house and then studio. So maybe everything was in the, in the movie. Uh, it's the Piro mansion, uh, Piro mansion. 
829 and 837 Park Road, Peru, California. And it's been in 27 different movies and TV shows. I mean, they would have uh, had to have sets, though, because they had to make scale things for yeah, all right. the yeah. creatures and everything. I'm yeah. guessing those are probably a lot of things that look more like a set, is yeah. when they then have to intercut a creature in there. Um, Neat. It was, it was used for four different episodes of Fantasy Island. Well, then I've seen it, I guarantee, because I've seen you, every single episode. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we've got X-Files, Monk, Murder, She Wrote, Melrose Place. Seen every episode of that. Highway to Heaven. That's hilarious. (laughs) So, and it was most recently used in a movie called Atlas Shrugged. No, that movie was supposed to suck. I didn't see it. I never Uh, saw it. Book sucks. (laughs) The book sucks. Sorry, one of the worst books I've ever read. (laughs) (laughs) Take that! Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it sounded too negative, but I would still say see it. Like. It's just fun. Hey, yeah, I wasn't negative. <laughs> Even though Mark was crapping on it. Yeah. You know, I'd say <laughs> people should at least check it out. Yeah. I'm yeah. totally on board with this. I felt that it it held up. I'm not saying it's... It, I didn't say that it scared me. What I'm saying is, like, if if I just watched it in a dark room with the sound up... It's still a little creepy, you know, uh, yeah. with, the, with the whispering and, you know, uh, you know, uh, the whispering is very effective. Yeah. I yeah. Just, and the music yeah. was really good. Like you said. Yeah. I think it totally fit the movie. Yeah. So, uh, again, I don't think that again, I don't think anything scares me anymore. Nothing scares me, but I can tell when a movie is is effectively creepy mm-hmm. um and I, I think this one still is yeah. i think it still is i mean it's not the exorcist and you know it's not you know the shining or anything like that but it is definitely something that and, and van i think your kid might be the outlier i mean you you've introduced him to some horror stuff early on right yeah this is not so, the first horror movies you've seen but I, yeah. I, I i don't think i would have shown my kids this you know at at like age six or seven because it would have scared the poop out of them and they would have been in my bed uh my five-year-old daughter yeah yeah Yeah. so you you have to know your kid um and introduce them to stuff gradually but i i think this is a this is a this is a great tv movie i'm sorry i think it's a great tv movie probably Probably in my top three made-for-TV horror movies. That's that's my... You know, if this little series that we're doing, I would say if this interests anybody into watching some of these, I would say this would be a really good one to start off with to, like, get a sense of just how wacky, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yet good, some of the, you know, kind of get an idea what you're in for as far as 70s TV horror goes. I think this would be a good jumping-off spot. I just think it it shows you what you can do uh, with a simple, low budget, you know, uh, effort, and, and and just being creative with. Who knows? They probably got those costumes at like some costume. Like nobody, nobody designed those for that movie. I don't think they just probably got them at a 
at a Halloween shop or something. I don't know Walnut what store. Yeah, the Walnut store. <laughs> um, it was it was weird because the the top was Walnut and the bottom was Gorilla. Chewbacca. Yeah. I said it was yeah, Chewbacca, Chewbacca with the Walnut. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Walnut Chewbacca. Very like 1950s alien costume. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very. But even with all that going against it, I mean, it it was just effective. It was effective. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to rate it. If we're going by just made for TV, I'm, I'm giving this one a, a 9 out of 10. And, nice. And, and think that it is it deserves to be watched. And it deserves to be watched. Um, you know, Knowing in 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 the back of your mind, knowing this is 1973, this is a made-for-TV movie. Don't go into this thing, you know, thinking that it, it's going to be something that is going to scare the crap out of you or or any of that. Just just go in and try to appreciate what it was when it was made. Uh, and I think it has kind of uh, inspired other other films. So, Jessica, so what, how about you? What would Mark? What would your non-made-for-TV movie rating be? My non—I mean, thinking about if I'm going to get into like acting and and special effects and if you're all of that, judge it as a film and judge how much it as a film. It, yeah, I mean, the seven, just seven out of ten. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it uh, or what it was. I mean, it's—I I really think that the. The lighting and the set, uh, the setting and the music, it was really effective. I really do. Um, I think the the worst part of the movie is the acting. So, yeah, and I can deal with that because I, I, I love the Friday the 13th movies and there's horrible acting all through those. <laughs> so I can deal with it, you know. Um, I don't think we expect Oscar performances in horror movies. We just don't. Well, you know? some, well it depends. Some people yeah, do. Some of them are excellent. You know, but I think what you can movie. have bad acting as long as it's being balanced out with something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Friday the 13th, I don't go there for the acting. I go there for the Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, yes. that's what I was trying to say. But yeah. it's the same thing here. I'm not coming here for the acting. No. I'm coming here for the atmosphere and the little the little walnut head creatures. That's yeah. what mm-hmm. I'm coming for. Um, and if it had good acting, that would have been a bonus. <laughs> <But laughs> unfortunately, it wasn't the worst acting though I've no, ever it, seen. Either. No, it wasn't no. the worst. But it's like I just, said, I don't, I, I didn't like Kim Darby in this, but I don't know how much of it is her fault. That's, right. Yeah. Know, I don't mm-hmm. know how much how much direction she was getting as far as what she was supposed to be seeing. So yeah, yeah. I mean, does that sound bad? Seven out of ten for for just a film. I mean. No. No, I think it's fair. Yeah, I think it. So, but again, nine out of ten as far as made for TV horror movie. So, Jessica, your your go. All right. Uh, For me personally, I like to always try to imagine seeing stuff like this when I was a kid just for fun. Um, And you know how you're saying you would think that kids watching this would be scared. I think Mm -hmm. for me personally, it's the kind of thing where if I would have seen it when I was a kid that I would have been rooting for walnut heads um, because I like monsters and creatures better than people generally. Um, Mm. But I also think that it's because the human characters were so boring. 
So I think if it could have improved somewhere, that's probably where it could have improved because then you would have cared more that they dragged her down into the fireplace. Um, but overall, I really liked the atmosphere and I thought the music was good and the stylization and the lighting and all those fun touches were really good. And I really enjoyed the creature design. I just don't think I've seen anything else like that. And I just think it's a fun design. Um, so I gave it for a movie score or a TV movie score, a seven and a half out of 10. All right. How about you, Van? Uh, I can't really do a separate TV movie score for this one. I, it's, I'm just sticking with my regular scores. Um, and this is just like the last movie, 6.5, um, which means again, it's worth checking out. It's worth seeing. Um, I don't think I was taken with it as far as, you know, you were Mark. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I got kind of, I got bored by the characters and I fell asleep. So it's not a great, yeah, I don't usually fall asleep to her movies. <laughs> uh, so that's not a great sign for me. Um, so you, but, uh, you didn't think this was any better than Crowhaven farm, uh, in certain ways. Yes. Okay. I mean, okay. you know, was, was the filming better? Yeah. Was the music better? Yeah. Um, were the characters better? No. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I think they, they kind of balance each other out in certain ways. Um, I didn't fall asleep during Crowhaven farm. Um, you know, I was more engaged in the story, certainly. Uh, so it's, you know, it's not as one being better than the other at this point, they kind of, you know, balance out, uh, in the end. So I think this one is, it's worth checking out, but, I I just wasn't as taken with it as a lot of other people seem to be who still discover it. Okay. All right, Taminator. I think what really works about this for me is at I think at first I was kind of like <laughs> when I saw the you know the walnut mm-hmm. heads and everything, but then I think I quickly <laughs> realized that this movie is taking itself pretty seriously. Like they're really trying, um, and it really shows in like I thought the the special effects for what they were, were really good. I was watching a couple times, trying to catch them, you know, slipping up. And other than a couple times where their size was a little bit off, I thought all of that stuff looked really good. So <laughs> it, it it goes up a little bit there for me. And I did really think the atmosphere was good. It's just in this dark house this whole time. And, like, they never turned a freaking light on in that house. Mm. And uh, I just love the house so much. So my I can give this a made-for-TV score, and I'm going to give it a 7. Okay. Uh, somebody said on the internet that they could see the zippers in mm. on the creature's uh, hairy, <laughs> hairy suits or whatever. <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Maybe they need to watch some early Doctor Who then, because yeah. that's that's like they that. might have a much bigger TV screen than I do. Yeah, um, I yeah. I, I have a big screen TV, and and I didn't see, I didn't see any zipper. Maybe maybe they're pausing stuff and really going in with a magnifying glass, but that's not. Yeah, what maybe I, they've seen I it a bunch of times or something. Yeah. I have a fifty. I don't know how big yours is, Mark, but I have a fifty-inch HD TV, and I never noticed anything. I have seven. I know it's probably inch. ninety or something, whatever. No, 70, 75 inch. Yeah, that's right. Be jealous. Be very the, jealous. You, I'm just you kidding. are the man. You are uh, the man. Stop comparing TV sizes, people. <laughs> <laughs> she has a TV size envy. No. It's funny because the, the big TV 
the one upstairs is 65 and the one downstairs in my movie room is 75 and I watch the one upstairs more. I don't know. It's just <laughs> coming downstairs takes work. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Does. Yeah. All right. Really issues in life. <laughs> yes. These are first world problems yeah. that we have here. <laughs> so. All right. Well, there you go. There's two more reviews of a couple made for TV movies. Uh, hey, drop us a line if you uh, have a made-for-TV movie that you want to recommend. Because uh, I, I did some some research and made a list and everything, but I, f- I find that uh, there's still some hidden gems out there. So let us know. Um, Tammy, where can people find you on the interwebs? <laughs> Just uh, on Facebook as myself, Taminator, Tammy Charter, or on our group page. All right. How about you, Jessica? Uh, Facebook, I'm Jessica Schmidt. On Instagram, I'm amateur.destroyer. Twitter, I'm at amateurdestroya. And on Letterboxd, I'm ashy underscore slashy. All right, Vin. Uh, on Facebook, I'm Vin Horrorcast. Uh, the old horror blog is therevenantreview.com. And on YouTube, it's Revenant Reads. All right. Well, you can email us at asktheharcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the HCast and on Instagram at the Horrorcast. And again, uh, I know Tammy had just put something out uh, a little while ago um, on our TikTok, and we'll we'll try to do some more of that. Um, so yeah, follow us on TikTok. That's gonna do it for this episode of the Horrorcast, where it's all killer, no filler. Stay scared.